Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, uh, well, we didn't get much in last week for uh, spring sports. Yeah. Pretty much canceled the whole week. But we're getting back on track we're getting this, back on track. this yep. week. So. Uh, Nielsville baseball yeah. team putting up some big numbers again. Yeah, you know, I was a little bit worried, Larry, that, you know, they might lose a little momentum they had before that big snowstorm. But they really came out, and I thought, and I was there. I, I actually was at the game on okay. Monday night because uh, my nephew from Loyal was a starting pitcher. So, yeah, yeah, so, right. so, yeah. And kudos to him, a freshman. Uh, and he did okay. But uh, Nielsville, just a lot of good at bats, Larry. That's the thing, you know. Patience, and when they did uh, swing, they really good hits. Um, uh, Gunner Barth, uh, awesome extra base triple to the opposite field. Uh, Sam Hayes, some good power. Andrew Hazer, a nice shot up the alley, and you know all extra base hits for RBIs. But then, you know, a lot of patience, a lot of base runners, and and that uh, seems yeah. to be their uh, mo here so yeah, far. Right, I mean, you know, putting up double figures double every fig- win. Yep, every game, and it, it's a tough lineup. It, you look at that lineup, Larry. Yeah. It's a it, there's a lot of experience all the way through. Of course, Andrew, you know your son Andrew is the most experienced, inexperienced guy in the lineup. But he, you know, you look at he's played a lot of ball in his life. Yeah. But, right. And then the other eight guys have played a lot of ever since third grade. Right. And right. Uh, and, and took a lot of swings, and and you can tell too. You know. Yeah. So and then um, Sam Hayes and and Andrew Hazer look both look pretty good on the mound. You know. So it's. Uh, I think it's a sign of good things to come. Um, you know, they've got Greenwood tonight, and then at Owen Withy on Friday, and then at Gilman Tuesday. So they haven't played any, hardly any on the road, so we'll see no. if they're a little different yeah, on the right. road. So and then, they, was, then they have uh, Loyal on the road later yeah. next week, and yeah. then they're at uh, and they have the Columbus Catholic the back-to-back. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And we should say that Loyal game, Larry, will be played in Granton. Oh, played in Granton, okay. Yes, uh, Loyal's That's right, field yeah. is getting retiled right now, and they're doing a – well, kind of a makeover, I believe. A new announcers booth, a oh, new okay. backstop, and but it's a field, you know, that you we know very well has needed to be retiled yeah. for a while, and they're yeah. finally going to do it. But uh, nice for them. Granton has uh, stepped up and uh, offered oh, yeah, the use of their nice. field. Um, Loyal is hoping to get on it maybe at the end of the season. Oh, okay. But, so they still maybe get on it this year. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're hoping, but uh, for now, all their home games will be played in Granton. Okay. So. So that uh, game next uh, Thursday, next Thursday, yep. will be at Granton, Granton and not yeah. at Loyal, as it says right. on the schedule. Yep. All right. So yeah, the Nielsville uh, baseball team moving on. Yeah. Um, Nielsville girls softball. Yeah, coming out too in the conference. You know they're undefeated in conference. I believe that uh, they defeated Loyal Greenwood, which is a pretty good ball club. Mm-hmm. You know, took that. You know, that was ironic too. Both games Monday were sixteen to six in six innings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little ironic but, uh, there. Uh, Callie Moore, a big night yeah. for the Warriors. And and there again, a lot of consistency all the way through that lineup. Again, a tough lineup to maneuver around. Right, so, yeah. You know, so. And then they uh, took a doubleheader on Doubleheader Tuesday from uh, Colby Abbotsford. Yeah, yep, yep. And, of course, it, it's interesting, you know, uh, Colby Abbotsford plays in the Clover Belt in softball, and they are in the – Merwood for baseball. Yeah. And their baseball team is very good this year. Yeah, you talk about yeah. a team that's putting up big numbers. Yeah, you bet. They are not giving up much. No, and they are going to be a team to contend with down the stretch. Yes, so, they will be. You know, so, yep. But uh, um, anyway, uh, the Nielsville girls, they are at Owen Withy Friday. And then they are in a triangular, Larry, Saturday at Elmhurst. Amherst, excuse me, Elmhurst. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, against Amherst and then uh, against Pacelli, and that always sets up a neat sister coaching matchup mm-hmm. between, of course, Ann Bredlow Molsky is the head longtime head coach at Pacelli, and then little sister Missy is the head coach at Nilsville. So, so. Yeah, that'll be a good tournament for uh, Nilsville to kind of see gauge where they're at. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, Pacelli. Many games. Pacelli's, I believe Pacelli has a strong team. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But I said, somebody asked me how long Ann has been the head coach of Pacelli, and I said, well, I, I think quite a while because she's already in the Pacelli High School Hall of Fame. <laughs> so <laughs> you know you've been there a while. <laughs> um, and then you look at Fall Creek, uh, their girls' yeah. softball team, a couple of big wins over McDonald's. Yeah, 4-1 to one and 4-2, to two. pretty good good ball games. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I believe uh, Fall Creek is ranked number two in, is it five divisions? Yep. In, yeah. They're number two and four, and four, and McDonald was number five in D five. So, and so, and kind of had to figure those two and Bloomer probably would be the top teams yeah. in the West. So, yeah. and Bloomer got by Thorpe in a doubleheader yeah. as well on yeah. Uh, yeah. So on Tuesday, so things starting to shape up a little yeah. bit. There's a lot of doubleheaders. Yeah. Uh, in girls softball, yeah. especially Tuesday, just about once a once a week it seems like. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Nilsville I believe has one next week too. I think. Yeah, at Gilman next Tuesday. Okay, so. so. Um, and Gilman, by the way, just yeah. beat Spencer in a couple yeah. of three. Wow! Innings. Yeah, twenty. Yeah, they put up forty-four runs in two games. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it won't be easy there. Yeah, when go, so yeah, especially when you go to Gilman, and you, and you know they have some very athletic girls from, yeah. from basketball and volleyball. So, you know, it's not going to be easy up there either. No, you know, so. no. All right, uh, we move on to track and field, yeah. where uh, the Nielsville girls uh, did. Well, actually, the boys fared better at Black River Falls yeah. than the girls, yeah. as far as a team. Yeah. I think, you know, the girls, and we'll talk about Tolman in a minute, but I think they ran into some pretty stiff competition yeah. down at the Hoffman Invitational. But how about Loyal? Loyal took Loyal. second down there. Second for the girls yeah. again. Yeah, Strong and showing. they, uh, uh, I, I forget the girl's name, but won 100 and 200. Leah Shear. Leah Shear, yes. And then they won, won a couple of relays, mm-hmm. too. So uh, they, they are a very athletic bunch, and like we said, before we think it's going to be them and Colby for the Eastern Cloverbelt title, and I, I, I Loyal has went up against some tough competition, yes, and have. it fared very well. So yeah, and Colby, yeah. by the way, won their own Invitational on yeah. Tuesday as well. So, but uh, uh, on the girls' side, but uh, we'll go back to last Friday down at Toma, where the Nielsville girls actually won that yeah, one. Yeah, took first down. And there. Kaylee Lawrence was about as close to a one-woman track team as you could get. <laughs> she was. <laughs> yeah, you. She won the hundred and the two hundred and the four uh, long jump. And was part of the four by two hundred relay, um, four wins like that. And that's forty points, Larry, right there. And you know, they beat—I forget who the second place team was—but they beat them like by seven or eight. So yeah. she really made a difference. But uh, um, Gabby Kuhn down there won the pole vault also. So mm-hmm. and they had a number of seconds. So they they really fared well. And like you said, the boys fared very well at Black River, but they struggled at. Yeah. Toma. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you look at Toma, mm-hmm. actually beat Nielsville at Black River Falls by yeah. 10 points. Yeah, you bet. So, so Down in Black River. Whatever day. Yeah. Uh, it's a day, you know, you never know this time of year, two kids might be missing from school for, right. for various reasons. And But, uh, you know, that was a, uh, t- last Friday night was not a nice night to run no, track. No, you know, that was a chilly, I don't think last the last night wasn't much better, probably. Maybe it wasn't as bad, but, uh, yeah, you know. Last Friday was cold. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, 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 that was really the tip of the iceberg. I thought, yeah, I thought I got fairly cold up at the, uh, at Henry Luke's the other night, but nothing like I would have been on Friday, I don't no, think. So. No, no. And Ashton Schultz, uh, down mm-hmm. in Black River Falls, 
He got up to 6-2 again in yeah. the high jump, took yeah, first place. Down at, and down at Toma, he was at 5-10. Yeah. So, you know, you never know. It, no. You know, it, you never know what the track was or the conditions, you know, the wind or whatever. But uh, he seems to hit on that 6-2 mark, though. So Yeah, if he could keep hitting on that. If he uh, and maybe even maybe even improve a little bit, he's going to be a contender in at the state tournament. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, just keep it up. Yep. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, let's get to where are they now, and okay. then we'll uh, get a lot, into some college. We'll talk news. about other sports and yep. so. Okay, Larry, I'm going to go up to Stanley Boyd and talk about Ronnie Ponick. And Ronnie was a two, 2015 graduate of Sp- Stanley Boyd High School. He was a four-year member of the Stanley Boyd football program. His sophomore year, the Orioles were 7-2, and two, losing to Colby in Level 1 of the WIA Division 5 playoffs. Ronnie had 61 carries for 322 yards and 5 touchdowns and 3 receptions for 31 yards and 1 touchdown. He was named to the second-team all-conference team in the Cloverbelt as a running back. His junior year, Stanley Boyd was 14-0, Cloverbelt Conference champs, and defeated Lancaster 21-16 in the WIA Division 5 championship game. Ronnie that year had 127 carries for 827 yards and 12 touchdowns and six receptions for 52 yards and one touchdown. On defense, he had 83 tackles, 10 for loss, and four interceptions. He was first-team all-Cloverbelt as a running back and as a linebacker and was named co-defensive player of the year in the Cloverbelt Conference. His senior year, the Orioles were 11-1, Cloverbelt Conference champs again, losing to Amherst in Level 4 of the WIA Division 5 playoffs. That year, Ronnie had 107 carries for 756 yards, 13 touchdowns, 6 receptions for 103 yards, and 1 touchdown. On defense, he had 74 tackles, 2 for loss, 2 interceptions, and 1 fumble recovery. He was a first-team all-conference as a running back and as a linebacker and was named co-defensive player of the year in the Clover Belt. Ronnie was also chosen to play in the uh, Wisconsin Football Coaches High School All-Star Game that year. In the winter, Ronnie was a member of the Stanley Boyd Owen Withy Thorpe wrestling team. As a freshman wrestling at 152 pounds, Ronnie was 31-13 and and a sectional qualifier. As a sophomore, again wrestling at 152, Ronnie was 44-8. and He was a regional champion and a sectional runner-up, qualifying for the WIA Division II State Tournament. As a junior, wrestling at 160 pounds, Ronnie was 48-3, Cloverbelt regional and sex champion and sectional runner-up, qualifying again for the WIA Division II state tournament that year where he finished third. As a senior, again wrestling at 160 pounds, Ronnie was 40-2, Cloverbelt regional and sectional champion, qualifying for the WIA Division II state tournament where again he finished third. Ronnie finished his wrestling career with 163 wins and 26 losses. In the spring, Ronnie was also a member of the uh, Stanley Boyd track team participating in pole vault and the high jump. After graduation, Ronnie enrolled at Augsburg University and joined the wrestling team, but after one season decided he would rather play football and transferred to UW-Whitewater and joined the Warhawk football team. His freshman year, the Warhawks were 12-1, WIAC champs, and losing to John Carroll in the NCAA D3 quarterfinals 31-14. Ronnie had 17 carries for 83 yards and two touchdowns. His sophomore year, the Warhawks were 7-3. Ronnie had 38 carries for 267 yards and two touchdowns. His junior year, the Warhawks were 13-1, WIAC champions, 
losing in the NCAA D3 semifinals to Mary Harden of Baylor, 31-14. Ronnie had 138 attempts for 902 yards and 11 touchdowns, and he also had seven receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. His senior year, the Warhawks were 13-2, co-WIAC champions, losing in the NCAA D3 finals to North Central, 41-14. Ronnie had 94 attempts for 458 yards and four touchdowns and five receptions for 24 yards and one touchdown. Ronnie's career average of 6.37 yards per carry ranked second all-time in Whitewater football history. Ronnie graduated from UW-Whitewater in 2019 with a bachelor's degree in health and human performance. He would continue at UW-Whitewater for his master's degree in kinesiology which he would earn in 2021. During his master's work, Ronnie would do an internship at the United States Army Academy at West Point, New York, working in the athletic and strength and conditioning programs, where he was uh, totally amazed by the work ethic and discipline shown by the Army cadets. Today, Ronnie is a strength and conditioning specialist for Stanford, Sanford Health Systems, and Ronnie is working in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Ronnie also resides in that area. Wow. Ronnie Ponick. Ah, good athlete there. You yeah, you talk about, you know, some of those matchups in high school, Amherst yeah. and Stanley Boyd. Boyd. Yeah. And then Colby. in college, Whitewater yeah. and uh Oshkosh. Well no, Whitewater and uh was Union, oh, Mountain Union. Mount Union, yes. All yeah. those teams that North Central. Yeah, oh man, yeah. Yeah, he you know, and I said, you know, you look at and that was when the Clover Belt was really tough. Colby was in oh, there right. at Regis yep. and yep. Yep. but yeah, and then um, that last year where they lost in the finals, they were co They lost to Oshkosh oh, during the okay. season. Okay. And that's why they were co-champions that year. So, okay. but, uh, yeah, quite a, And he was a good wrestler. You oh, know, yeah. I, I think people might not he, realize. He, he had a chance at Augsburg. You know, he was he enrolled there. He was offered a scholarship. But after a little bit, he said he'd rather play football. So, mm, so Okay. So. And speaking of wrestling, yeah. uh, leads us into uh, Stephen Buchanan yeah. wrestling uh, today. Uh, over in Las mm-hmm. Vegas, yep. in the U.S. Uh, Open Championships, mm-hmm. and maybe a chance at the World Team. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully we'll get some updates on that. Yep. And also mm-hmm. uh, the young gentleman that uh, Nielsville grad Derek Sakura is coaching. Yep, Max McAnally over in Minnesota. Yep. yep. Hopefully, yeah, that all gets underway. Uh, got underway. The brackets should have came out last night. I haven't had a chance to look at them, but okay. uh, we'll see them. But uh, yeah, both those guys. Should be in contention, hopefully, for a you world world title, a world think. team berth. So, right. yeah. so we'll see. All right. Uh, the University of Wisconsin extended some contracts for yeah, uh, some know, of their coaches. Um, I, you know, some surprising, not surprising. You know, I mean, of course, uh, Mark Johnson, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, the gal, is it Mosley that's Marissa coaching? The, yeah. I think she's brought the program along pretty good yeah. in her time there. Yeah. Uh, Greg Gard, I was a little surprised, you know. Yeah, there was people that were maybe considering a yeah, change yeah. of the guards. So right, yeah. Um, and then Chris Bono, the wrestling coach. And Chris Bono has uh, brought the wrestling program back pretty good. Mm-hmm. But he's getting, he gets a lot of criticism. He doesn't seem to get the, you know, but like every, like Gard and uh, Mosley, it doesn't seem to get the cream of the crop from the in-state. Yeah, a lot you know? of in-state people yeah. leaving. It'll be interesting to see what happens in football now with yeah. With the new guy down. Yeah, there. you know, I said, yeah, hopefully, you know, I said, I always remember, you know, when Barry Alvarez first came, Larry, and he just pretty much put a fence up around the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Because before Barry Alvarez came, Iowa had a field day. 
yeah. in Wisconsin wow. and and a few others and Michigan too and yeah. and Barry Alvarez kind of put a fence up around that and I think Luke Fickle has to do the same thing and yeah. and to do that I think you really got to get in good with the coaches association and you know and and win and win and win. <laughs> win's a big thing and win get the kids to yeah come. win 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 that's that's the name of the game right you know, that's, yeah you so, bet so. uh while the uh, Brewers kind of Put a Band-Aid on a three-game losing streak, yeah. getting a win yesterday. Yeah, they finally showed a little bit of offense. Uh, you know, they actually all weekend against um, Boston struggle on offense, and they also struggled against Detroit early here too. So, you know, it's – but uh, you know, the starting pitching has been fairly good. The bullpen, a couple of guys imploded on Sunday. But, uh, um, you know, Detroit, three-run homer on Monday and a three-run homer on Tuesday, and it was enough to beat them. Yeah. You know, so – yeah, and uh, the other night uh, when they lost four to three, the yeah. bullpen, you know, held in check as yeah. long as they could. But yeah, because the offense uh, couldn't get going. Yeah, uh, Lauer only went three innings through eighty-five yeah, pitches, right. and he was out of there. So it's uh, uh, Peralta much better performance yesterday, though. Yep. So got his so, third win of the season. So. Uh, Carantini and uh, Weimer. Weimer. Yeah, you know, and I, it seems like their offense might be missing uh, Garrett Mitchell a little bit. Yeah. You know, since he's been off, it seems like he's a little bit of a catalyst in the middle of that lineup, and, and the bottom of the lineup did a little better. And, of course, some of the guys that were hot hitting early, Brian Anderson has slowed a little bit down. A um, couple other guys, Brasso is doing you know, quite They're, they're still waiting for Yelich and Adamas to yeah, do and, something. Yeah, and, and the, the only guy that has really taken off has been Teles. Teles, yeah, yeah, Rowdy. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, um, uh, Trang has done well. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. You know but – uh, Weimer has struggled a little bit of the plate, but you know you got to love him. For, he's going to be their center fielder. Yeah, there's yeah. no if fans or what. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't know how long Tyrod Taylor is out for, but you know that would give him another outfielder with experience sure. and can play all three positions. So, sure. but sure. got the Angels coming in this weekend, so yeah. you, you're going to see a lot of Trout and Otani. I so. didn't see if Otani was on the. Uh, I forgot to check that also. Or so, not, but. you know, but uh, you know, uh, it's going to be. Uh, Miley and Burns Friday and Saturday for the Brewers. So okay. So well, let's see if I can find it here. Yeah, let's see. They got Tyler Anderson pitching on Friday. So uh, yeah, I don't know if it'll yeah. be uh, Otani or not. Yeah, getting in there. We'll we'll find out. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, he's definitely going to be in the lineup as a DH when he's not pitching. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. No, he is not in the lineup to pitch yeah. for this weekend. So. Okay, so he'll be DHing all yeah. weekend. So. All right. Well, the big news, of course, uh, coming uh, this week, mm. uh, Aaron Rodgers officially now a member of the New York Jets. Yeah, and I, I, you hope they would get it done before the draft. You didn't know. but yeah. uh, um, Fortunately, they did. Yeah, and I think, quite honestly, Larry, from my standpoint, I thought the Packers did pretty well. I thought they did, too. I thought they got – they swapped – they really wanted that number 13. I'm sure they would I like I think to that might have been the sticking point yeah, of the whole thing. Yeah, and then the fact that, that they agreed to swap it. Right. And they're 13 and 15. I think that probably settled. They've got a second round this year, number 42. Sixth round this year, number 207. And then the big one that I think, Larry, 2024 second round as conditional. If Aaron Rodgers plays 65% or more snaps, which is basically 10 games, it turns into a first rounder. First rounder. So, yeah. And of course, the Jets also get uh, 
this year uh, 2023 fifth round pick with number 170. So okay, so yeah, well, I think the Packers uh, fared pretty well, especially yeah. if that's a first round pick next year. Yeah, absolutely, and yeah, unless he gets hurt, I don't see him not playing 10 games. No, you no, know, so, yeah, but there's there's a lot more pressure on the Jets now than there is the Packers. Yeah, you yeah, know, you know, um, I I caught. Uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless yesterday, mm-hmm. and they never agree on anything. No, they agreed that it's Super Bowl or bust now for the Jets. Oh, really? That in, much? The, in the next two years? Wow! In the next two years? Wow! You know because well, you, they, you almost they, sold the farm. Basically. Yeah, they've pretty much sold the farm. You know, your first round. You know, and and they they think they've got enough weapons around them. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say. But right. uh, you know, you still got to deal with Buffalo. Yeah. If Tua is healthy, Miami's going to be very very tough. Um, Kansas City, Kansas City, San Diego, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, you know, Pittsburgh should be better. Jacksonville is going to be a threat. Yeah. Right. You know, so yeah, don't forget about that. You know, so it's uh, very tough to deal. With. You know, they got a lot to deal with in that AFC. So. And the Packers, you know, I I think realistically, people hopefully aren't yeah. putting too much. No. Uh, what I think, if Jordan Love can give you. Just a steady yeah. performance. He yeah. doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jordan Love has to become one eleventh of the offense, as in my mind. Yes, he has to be the leader out there, but he doesn't have to go out and win the games. Right. I I think okay, Larry. I think the the biggest pressure in this whole deal for the Packers is Matt Lafleur. His offense is going to get tight. Okay, he brought when he brought that offense in, he had a veteran. Now he's got a young guy. What we'll see what his offense is like. So, right. so yeah. So, and I think it'll gauge around what they do here in the draft. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, it, there's gonna there's gonna be uh, we'll talk. Uh, it's gonna be an offensive pick. It's in my mind anyway. Should know. be. Yeah. So should but, be. Uh, I don't know where in the offense, yeah. but. Yeah, it should be an offensive pick. Yeah, you know, and, and as far as Rodgers, he should be comfortable in New York right away too, because Nathaniel Hackett is going to be his offensive coordinator. And you would think Nathaniel yeah. Hackett would, yeah, just institute the offense. Yeah, that absolutely. Rodgers had. Yeah, Rodgers should be able to come in. You know, and you know, and then um, one other quick note: Joe Namath gave Rodgers his blessing to wear number twelve for the Jets. Oh, he did. I yeah. did not know that. But Rodgers, right now, Rodgers plans to wear number eight. Yeah. Which was his college number at the University of yeah. California. Yeah. So, oh, but, I didn't know that. I know that mm-hmm. Rodgers said he wouldn't wear it yeah. because yeah. because of Namath, but yeah. I didn't know that Namath. Yeah, I read that Joe Namath gave him his blessing oh. because, um, and and you look at the long history of the Jets, the last uh, quarterback that they had make the Pro Bowl was Joe Namath. So. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow! You know, and you know they've had some pretty. You know, they had yeah, Pen- I mean, Pennington, yeah. Richard Todd, but. <clears throat> they went through a lot of them, you know, but, uh, you know, two years ago, you know, that, that just shows you how un, what a, uh, not a perfect science a draft is. They thought they had a, yeah. a surefire one in Zach Wilson, and and now is Zach, what's what Zach Wilson going to do, yeah. you know, so. He hasn't amounted to anything. No, and, and you got to believe they're going to have two years at Rodgers probably. Yeah, you know, at least. So, you know, so. All right, so it brings us to the NFL draft coming up mm-hmm. uh, later on tonight. Um, and all indications are that the Carolina Panthers, who are on the clock, are going to take Bryce Young. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I'd, um, Bryce Young, by the way, a quarterback from Alabama. Yeah. Um, Carolina traded up with Chicago to get this pick. Um, if they're not going to take Bryce Young, I think they're making a big mistake. You know, I don't know. 
maybe they see something in somebody else. And they're definitely going to take a quarterback because they, yeah. they don't have anybody on their roster. Yeah, you, yeah, know, you wouldn't trade up to that pick no, there and not take a quarterback. No, no because anybody else, uh, you know, the top defensive player, Will Anderson, that, that they think is going to go off first is Will Anderson, an edge rusher from Alabama. But, you know, we'll see there. But, uh, um, yeah, I see Bryce Young going first to Carolina and then, We'll see what Houston does. He, he, there's talk Houston might trade down, but uh, well, the latest NFL uh, Network or NFL.com yeah. mock draft has Houston taking Will Anderson for okay. that second pick. Okay, and because they probably they have another pick down the line. They have the number twelve, I believe, don't they? Yeah. Yes. Number okay. Twelve pick. So if they take Will Anderson, you know that probably means that uh, Jalen Carter would go to Arizona, I think, with the third pick. They have. I'm just going by NFL. Yeah, okay. There's a dozen mock drafts. Yeah, I know out there. there are. Uh, they have Arizona taking Paris Johnson, okay. offensive tackle right. from Ohio State, with that third right. pick. Okay. And then C.J. Stroud at number four to Indianapolis. Yeah, yep. And then that. Okay. Then if uh, then Seattle, I think would take Jalen Carter. Yeah, that's what they have. And then Detroit, I've got Christian Gonzalez, a quarterback from Oregon, quarterback. They're, well, they're taking a corner, but it's Devon Witherspoon from Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, I have him seventh going to the Raiders. So, <laughs> Okay. They got Tyree Wilson, an edge uh, rusher, going to uh, the Raiders at yep. number seven. Okay. Um, and B. John, B. John Robinson, I'm not sure. How did the Eagles get that high of a pick? That was uh, – <laughs> There had to have been a trade I, somewhere there was down a the trade, line. And I forget with who. I can't remember with who, though. So I don't remember a yeah. Super Bowl yeah, team that's a nice getting a draft. tenth pick. Yeah. But all indications are they are going to go with Robinson. Yeah, running uh, back. And uh, I, ew. boy, that would really help you know, their lineup. I, I was, I was listening to Steve Kellum on the radio on, I don't know what radio show he's on, but he said if you look at all the uh, the statistics from football, the best running backs come between running back rounds three to five. Oh, okay. Which is an interesting. Yeah, anyway. it is. But you look, okay, where did Aaron Jones come out of? Four. Right. You know, so. It's uh, yeah, interesting. You know, um, Zeke Elliott was a uh, was a fourth overround pick, and he was great for Dallas, but they they fade out quickly. You know, that's yeah. You look, yeah, um, you're right. You yeah. look back, how many yeah. number one or first yeah. round? Pick not for a long, backs. long time. Not yeah. for a long, long. Time. It's really been made it. you've, I don't, it's been pretty much on offense. It's just been quarterbacks. It's probably been defense has been a lot of number ones. You're right, so, right. You know, so yeah. but uh, Tennessee taking Anthony Richardson. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that too. Quarterback out of Florida. Yeah, you know, I, I have the what who they have the Bears. They have the Bears taking uh, Darnell Wright, okay. offensive tackle from Tennessee. Okay, because then you know because then that would mean Skaronsky would fall to thirteen. Yeah, but they have and I've seen other yeah. mock picks. Yeah. They have the Packers taking Jackson Smith. Yeah, in Jigba. Yeah, wide receiver seen, from I've Ohio seen State. that. Um, and Houston, by the way, with that twelfth pick. Yeah. Will Levis. Will Levis. So they waited till twelve and got him anyway, and maybe got a quarterback. Yeah, anyway. So, and uh, Hooker from Tennessee, I think he'll go in the first round somewhere, Larry. But I think it's going to be towards the back end. I think mm-hmm. so. That's a, you know you never he's twenty five, twenty six years he's old. Older. Plus right. he's coming off an ACL injury, right. so yeah. you know that it's got to hurt him a little bit. So, but. Uh, what do you think about the Packers picking a wide receiver there? I, I now I, they go now the next pick. Fourteenth pick is Pete Skaronsky yeah. from Northwestern. I, I, quite With honestly, yeah, I don't know. I, 
I think you you need to shore up your your offensive line is good, but to me, Larry, you never have enough offense. Yes, you're going to go for the best player available, and I don't know what their draft board says. If if Smith Jigba comes to Green Bay, they're going to have a pretty high powered uh, receiving trio with Watson, him, and Dobbs. So yeah, you know, yeah, they. I mean, you like to get that 13th pick, but you're almost in a yeah. A conundrum there, where you're yeah. gonna. Who do you take? I yeah. mean, do you take an offensive lineman, yeah. a receiver, the bottom or a tight line, end? The bottom line is too. You know, David Bakhtiari has been a shadow of himself the last couple of years. Yeah, I think you need to bring in a good offensive lineman. I think you're right. And I think I personally, Larry, I think it should be. Uh, you know, I, I think there's a lot of players. I think any of the Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, or, or uh, Jones from Georgia. I think any three of them. And uh, the NFL Network has both of those going mm-hmm. after the Packers. Pick. Right. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, tight ends with that extra second-round pick they're getting, I think either uh, Mayer or Kincaid is going to drop into the second round. Well, they have, they have both of them going in the first okay. round. Okay. But, you know, that, but tight, end, a, tight end is very, very deep this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, might, they might have their – you know, there's guys like Sam Laporta from Iowa, uh, Durham from Purdue – they're a pretty loaded tight end this year. Yes, uh, I who I oh Joe Klatt. I was reading his, and he thinks Michael Mayer should be that thirteenth pick. No, oh. so okay, yeah, him yeah. or I think him or Kincaid. I would yeah. be either one. Disappointed, yeah, either one yeah. He feels Mayer is the best to step in right away. Okay, so mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and that's going to be a possibility too, Larry. So you know, it's uh, um, but I. I the only thing I'm going to say, Larry, is I think this is going to be an offensive pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, it should be. <laughs> because, you know, the only other thing, you know, you might be looking at defense is maybe, uh, and, you know, cause of, because of uh, Gary's injury. You know, he's, I don't, we don't know where he's at. But, you know, and that would leave, like, Nolan Smith from Georgia, Miles Murphy, Clemson, maybe Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech Falls, but uh, 13, I don't know. But uh, we'll uh, see. The Packers, by the way, have not taken a wide receiver in round one since 2002. And that John, was John Walker, and he was pretty good till he tore up his knee. Yeah. So, so, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not it's a position. Their best wide receivers. Okay, you think about Jordy Nelson. He was a like a 32nd, you know, like the first pick and second, third pick in the second round. Greg Jennings came in the third round. Donald Driver was a seventh round pick. So. Uh, there again. Yeah, Watson was a second-round pick, you know, people like that. So it's – Lazard was a undrafted free agent, you know. So it's – Randall Cobb was a second-round pick. So it's uh, – yeah, I, I think there will be plenty of receivers to pick from. So, but, you know, one thing, Ohio State receivers, and it showed last year with Garrett Wilson and Oglavi Olavi. Yeah. They're both – those kids are ready to play football so. it's interesting because the receivers are but quarterbacks from ohio state nope not always so <laughs> yeah, much yeah so. and uh, and he's you know quite honestly there he's not the best receiver on his team right marvin harrison jr is yeah you know by far you know so and you know the talk is wouldn't it be ironic packers trade aaron Rodgers, and then the first pick <laughs> they make is a receiver yeah yeah which everybody yeah, wanted yeah. to make when they the, picked jordan yeah, love wanted to pick him up yeah <laughs> yeah exactly so but, but uh, it's kind of ironic with uh Favre and rogers 15 years apart Favre, they both go to the jets jets yeah far got a little more for rogers than they did for Favre. but yeah Favre, they were just trying to get 
pretty much get rid of. Right. You know, they got a fourth-round pick for Favre, but uh, I'll tell you what, they didn't come nearly to what Seattle got for Russell Wilson last year, though. And granted, Russell Wilson's like five or six years younger, but Russell, Seattle got Drew Locke, a quarterback, Noah Fant, tight end, defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. They got a 2022 first round, 2023 first round and first round, 22 second round, 2023 second round, <laughs> and a 22 fifth, fifth round. <laughs> Seattle got all that. Yes, they? they did. From Denver. Yeah. Denver got Wilson and a 22 fourth round pick. And, and Wilson didn't pan out. Not at all. Not, not the way all. they thought he was going. Yeah, and that kind of damaged Nathaniel Hockett. It really hurt Nathaniel Hockett. Uh, Hackett. Hackett. Yeah. You know, he was out of there before a full season. Yeah. So, yeah. So. I don't see that happening with Rodgers. No, I don't. I, you know, him and Hackett were on the same page from day one, and uh, I think I think they'll be fine there. So well, I think Rodgers is smart enough to insert him into any – any offense, yeah, right. exactly. Unless it's a read option, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want to run no, that. but yeah, you know the way the West Coast, everything. It seems like so many offenses are just an offshoot of the West Coast offense, yeah. and he can do that offense in his sleep. Yeah, so yeah. so so it'll be interesting. The NFL yeah. draft first round here coming up tonight. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, it, it's good it's watching. Good it, watching. I w- I foresee a number of dra- uh, uh, trades. Trades. Yeah. Teams jockeying to get yeah. better position, and you know, Larry. Quite honestly, that doesn't say Brian Gutekunst might not trade. I, I I don't believe it because he wanted that thirteenth pick really bad. Yeah, I, I, I don't see him trading down, but I, I I don't see him trading up either. No, you know, no, so, I don't think he has to trade up. No, I don't think so. I think he can get any uh, any one any one of good football players at thirteen. Yeah, from what from what they need. Yeah, yeah he should be able to get them. You bet. What so, he needs at thirteen. Yep. All right. Uh, just one little note here. I, I came across this. A little league in southern New Jersey is implementing a new rule to deal with unruly parents. Isn't that a wonderful rule? Any spectator who confronts an ump during a yeah. game must umpire three games themselves yeah. before they're allowed back as a spectator. I think that is a great rule, and it should be put into every youth sport. You think NYBA should yeah. uh, insert that in their rules? It wouldn't hurt. <laughs> I, I don't think we've had too much problem no, over the years. We've had a few you know, here over the years, and there. but... Um, Nothing consistent. I said, you know, I said, one thing, you know, coming through the NUIB program, especially in the third and fourth and fifth and sixth, you're dealing with a lot of kids umpiring. Yeah. And it's just, it's, and they're there on a Saturday morning, you know, (laughs) probably doing their community service for church, you know, (laughs) know, and, but it really gave them the benefit of the doubt. Right. And, and and even in seventh and eighth grade. And I said, um, I said, I remember, I think, a couple of years ago, we were up at Stanley, and I questioned a pitch, and the umpire said I could watch the next pitch from the parking lot if I wanted. So, so, <laughs> so that was the end of my. That was the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> no more questioning balls and strikes. So, and I, I apologize afterward, but uh, so and that that was a guy that was actually uh, a high school umpire. Okay, so, all who, right. All but right. there's another guy giving his time on a Saturday. Right. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. But, these guys. You, you know, know, and it's the same. It's the same thing in volleyball, uh, basketball, football, you know, whatever. You know, these a lot of the times it's the high school kids. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And I always go back to my old Joe Swabby story, where he stood on the stage at Stratford for a youth wrestling. If you think you can do it better than my kids, he had a handful of whistles, and he says, "I'll give it. Let's go." Yeah. Yep, so, yeah. And it kind of goes with this here. Exactly. You got to yeah. ump three games before you can come back as a spectator. Yeah. Enjoy it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't fun. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> no. All right. That'll do it here for Two Guys on Sports. We'll have more on the NFL yeah, draft, I'm sure, next week. You bet. That'll do it for this week. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.